0: So today, um, we're going to go into leave your gift. So this message is leave your gift, leave your gift. We're going to rattle off a few scriptures. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 21. You haven't heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. Anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Verse 23, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar first, go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. What is he saying right here? This is this is kind of elaborate. You have a man here that is offering his gift at the altar. Now, mind you, in these times, they may have trekked for miles. They may have trekked for days uh, to get to a sacred place or a special temple where they want to offer their gift. And Jesus, this is a red letter. If you have a red letter Bible, Matthew 5, 21 through 24, this is a red letter. And it's saying, listen, this is Jesus. If you brought your gift to the altar and you realize you have beef with somebody, leave your gift. I know you just traveled wherever you came from, but leave it right here. Go make it right with your brother or sister and come back. Lord God, touch my mind. Uh, Let me do a good job, Lord God, of explaining uh, this principle to your people. Give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so it's about you, someone else, and your gift. Leave your gift at the altar and make it right with your brother or sister. Let's look at the attributes of a gift. And I'm going to rattle off. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures. You don't have to follow along. If you do, it uh, may be better if you have a digital medium so you can kind of go through pretty quickly. Uh, I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible uh, as far as rattling through these scriptures. Uh, but the first attribute of a gift is in 1 Corinthians seven seven. It says, but each of you has your own gift. So the first attribute of a gift is that it's special or unique. It says everyone has their own gift. One has this gift, another has that. Yet each person has a special gift from God, one uh, of one kind or another. So regardless of who you are, you have a special gift or a unique gift. Why is that important? It's important to know that there is no you like you. That's why the Bible shuns suicide. If God made 9 billion people, he made 9 billion individual gifts that need to work in the earth. 9 individual gifts. 9 individual gifts. 9 billion individual gifts. You have an individual or special gift. So if God has given you a gift specifically for you, it's your gift. There may be some similar, but there's none like yours. Because gifts are special and unique. So God, why would God want to lose that gift? There will never be another gift like you. He made your gift to be your gift. He needed that sweater to be perfectly fit to your body. There may be people with similar body styles, but none perfectly, exactly like yours. Like thumbprints and fingerprints. This gift is for you and you alone. It's the attribute of a gift that the gift is special. The gift is unique. And it starts off the first line by saying your own gift from God. So we know that the gift is perfect. How do we know it's perfect? Because it comes from God. Number two, gifts cannot be bought. Acts 8 and 20. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You can't buy someone else's gift. If God has given me a gift, you can't come throw dollars at it. I know in this 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 westernized culture that we live in, that we believe that almost everything is for sale. And you and you know what, we'd be pretty much right. There is even black markets. It's called human trafficking, where you can buy people, you can buy a tennis shoes, you can buy uh, even other forms of money. You can buy a, pretty much anything, good or bad, right or wrong. But there's one thing you cannot buy, and that's the gift of God. Why is that important? Because that means that the unique special gift that God gave you cannot be bought or sold by anyone else. No one can buy your gift. No one can sell your gift. Your gift is your gift. And God, no one can fulfill your gift. No one can use your gift. No one can walk in your gift but you. You ought to be confident right now in this moment as I'm speaking, knowing that your gift is your gift. Number three, gifts are perfect and complete. First Corinthians one, thank my God. We're talking about thanking God. Thank God always concerning you for the grace of God, which has given you in Christ, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you so that you are not lacking in any gift. So the gift is perfect incomplete. You're not lacking in any gift. Awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end. Your gift confirms you. Your gift says, hey, he deserves to be here, or she deserves to be here. Your gift confirms who you are. People cannot like you. People cannot want to be around you. People can hate on you. People can plot on you, but your gift is your gift. I had uh, an enemy of mine call me today and ask me questions, needed my help. Someone that would try to make fun of me, someone that would try to turn other people against me, someone that was rude, borderline racist, call and ask for my help and tell me about some other people. Be careful who you think you're hating on with because they'll be the first one to turn you in. There's no loyalty among thieves. So if you're in a, a cricket game talking about someone else, or know that they will turn on you in a heartbeat. If they're not loyalty, Loyal to someone else, why do you think they're loyal to you? Especially when you're dealing with a gift from God. And I am a gift from God. God's gift, I'm not perfect, but God's gift to me is perfect and it's complete. And it confirms who I am and where I need to be. Your gift will confirm you even when people hate you, try to turn against you. They'll come calling for your help as an expert, needing you. Why? Because your gift confirms who you are and what you are. So that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end. Your gift will confirm you. Christ will confirm you. Blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful through whom you are called into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we know special gifts are special and unique. Gifts can't be bought. Gifts are perfect and complete. And remember, all of these notes are in the podcast. Look in the notes, all of these scriptures, all of this, uh, so you don't feel like you have to grab it every scripture or quickly take notes. It's all here for you. I've done the work. You just have to listen. Number four, gifts need attention. Now, we know that the gift is perfect. The gift is complete. The gift can't be bought, and the gift is for you, only you. But that gift still needs attention. 1 Timothy 4, do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. When someone has prayed for you, when someone, your parents were praying for you, when there's people in the church, you've asked people for prayer, and there's people praying for you that you, they don't, even, you don't even know that they're praying for you. I've prayed for people in other countries. i pray for friends. I've prayed for enemies. There's people praying for you that you don't know that's praying for you. Just like this guy that called, needed my help. Someone else who I, who I don't even know who they were, they sent him a message about me, and he calls me. Your gift will make room for you. Gifts make room. Room. Gifts need attention. It says, listen, do not neglect your gift. Yes, your gift is perfect and complete. But if I give you a brand new car, it's perfect and complete. But guess what? You still need to get the all changed or it will break. Then it'll be imperfect and broken. Your gift will make room for you. Your gift is perfect. Your gift can't be bought and your gift is for you. But it still needs to not be neglect- neglected. You still have to pay attention to your gift whatever your gift is you grow it you nurture it well how do you nurture the gift brother well that's that's pretty easy if you had a plant how would you nurture it you spend time with it, you'd water it you put it out in the sun you make sure not to give it too much sun or too much water i know some of you are thinking hey i don't have a green thumb i'd kill any plant uh given to me well think of it like any skill that you have you're an electrician how do you become a better electrician you read you go to workshops you talk to other electricians you work and through experience, you get better. Same thing with your gift. You work the gift. You pay attention to the gift. You read up on the gift. So you're saying, okay, well, what is my gift? What is this gift that you speak of? Well, let's let's go into some attributes of the gift, of the gifted. We know the attributes of the gift. I've went over them several times. It's special and unique to you. That's the attribute of the gift. It can't be bought. That's an attribute of the gift. The gift is perfect and complete. That's an attribute of the gift. The gift makes room. That's an attribute of the gift. The gift needs your attention to grow and to maintain its perfect and complete status. That's an attribute of the gift. Now, when you have the gift, let's look at the attributes of the gift tit. There's attributes of the gift tit. First Corinthians 12, 8, and 10. And these are those that have the gifts. And all of us do. It says that the gifts are unique and perfect. Special to me. So, 1 Corinthians 12, 8, and 10. Stay with me now. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. That's a gift. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. And these are the gifts. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different tongues. To another, uh, interpretation of tongues. All these are the works of one and the same spirit. It means God gives these gifts. We already learned that. Uh, it says it in James, right? And he distributes them to each One, we know know that too because gifts are unique. Just as he determines, we know that too because God is gracious. Romans 12, 6 through 8. We have different gifts. We know that because we already learned in Corinthians earlier that gifts are unique. The gift I have, you may have a similar one, but you don't have mine. We have different gifts according to the grace given to, to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. What is your gift? And, and So Romans tell us, hey, there's gifts of prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, speaking, giving, leadership, mercy. Yes, mercy is a gift. Being merciful is a gift. First Corinthians says I, I, there's gifts of wisdom and knowledge and faith and gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits. That's discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are gifts. Pastor, how do I know what gift I have? Can you prophesy? Can you serve? Can you teach? Do you speak well? Do you love giving to others? Here, take my card. Take some money. Take do you, do you, some people don't want to lend you a dollar, and there's other people that give you a shirt off their back, and people have to stop them from being so nice because that's their gift. Some people have a gift of leadership. They may not even speak real well, but they can lead you anywhere into a great place, lead you into your destiny, lead you on the job. That's their, that's their gift. Mercy. Some people are able to forgive. Some people are able to talk other people into forgiveness. Some people have amazing wisdom like Solomon. I pray, Lord God, bless me. Leave our Johnny Griffin with wisdom. I need more wisdom, Father. Give me wisdom. Thank you in Jesus' name. Word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles. Some people, just miracles follow them. They walk into a room and there's miracles that follow them. Gifts of healing. Some people can go to two hospital beds. I have that gift. And just pray and, and things begin to happen. Gifts of prophecy. Distinguishing between spirits. Speaking in tongues, I have that gift. I also have the gift of prophecy, interpretation of tongues. So you nurture that gift. If you're a prophet, you prophesy. If you serve, continue to serve, serve more. If you teach, teach more. If You you can speak well, speak. If you give, give more. If you're able to be a leader, lead more people. If you're able to show mercy, give more mercy. If you're wise, gain wisdom, read more books, gain knowledge. If you have faith, use your faith. We know that faith is, is not a noun. It's not something you possess. It's a verb. It's something you do. If you have the gift of miracles, show miracles so God can show himself strong. So these are the attributes of the gifted. They can do these things. They can give. They can lead. They can show mercy. They can prophesy. And these are unique gifts. Just because I can lead doesn't mean I can prophesy. Just because I can prophesy doesn't mean that miracles follow me. Just because miracles follow me doesn't mean I'm a great teacher. And I tell you what. Now we know what the attributes of the gift is. We know what the attributes of the gifted. Are now let's, let's go a little bit further because we know about the gift. We know about the gifted, but what's the purpose? Why well, have gifts at all? What do gifts do? We know what the gift is. We know what the gifted have, but what does the gift do? And gifts have one purpose. Gifts call you into your purpose. That's the purpose of the gift. Gifts bring purpose. If you know how to prophesy, guess what you've been called to do? Prophesy. If you're you're a servant, guess what you've been called to do? Your life mission is to serve. 1 Peter 4, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever Amen. Gifts call you into your purpose. God didn't give you the gift of prophecy so you could just stand in the mirror prophesying to yourself. God didn't give you the gift of mercy so you can just stand in the mirror saying, I forgive me. You should forgive you. That's not the only purpose you have. God didn't give you the gift of healing so you could just pray over yourself. God didn't give you this gift of speaking in tongues for you to just speak in tongues in your living room. You should speak in tongues all over your house, but you should speak in tongues in the church. You should pray for people and speak in tongues. A gift has attributes, and it calls the gifted into purpose. I'll say that again. A gift has attributes, and it calls the gifted into purpose. So, yes, you're blessed, and you you wear the crown of the gifted. You wear the blessing of the gifted. You walk as one that is blessed being gifted. You walk in your faith. As a gift in your knowledge. As a gift in your wisdom. As a gift in miracles. As a gift in prophecy. As a gift in tongues. As a gift in serving. As a gift in teaching. As a gift in leadership. As a gift in mercy. As a gift in exhortation. As a gift in interpretation. As a gift. In discernment. As a gift. Because your gift calls you into purpose. You have the gift. And your gift determines your purpose. If you're a plumber... With the gift of exhortation, you need to be speaking to those who you work for about Jesus. It says this to God's glory. God didn't give you your gift for you to have your gift. He gave you your gift to serve a purpose. And we're walking around this in in our modern day age just thinking, I am blessed. I am gifted. I can do this. I can do this. I have that. I can do this. Just like faith. We think faith is just something to possess like a hammer. Instead of something... To use like a hammer. It's not something you say, oh, I have faith. It's I use faith. I show faith. My gift is faith. I walk in faith. I move in faith because faith is a gift. I walk in healing. I talk about healing. I move in healing because healing is a gift. I talk about Jesus. I live for Jesus. I speak all the time about Jesus. People are persuaded because faith means to be persuaded. People are persuaded to leave sin and walk into the glory of Jesus Christ because I have the gift of exhortation. The gift has an attribute. The gifted has an attribute. And the gifted have the gift for the purpose of living and walking in that gift. But we didn't start this message off talking about a gift. We did. We started it off, if you remember, about Matthew 5. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift They're in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them then come and offer your gift now this is a little counterintuitive we've already learned that our gift is special it's unique only i have the gift we learned that the gift can't be bought you can't buy my gift my gift is my gift we learned that gifts are perfect and complete that it, there's there's nothing missing i have the wholeness and my fullness in my gift my gift makes me complete because i am complete in my gift we learned that the gift is good because all gifts come from god we learned that our gift makes room for us we learned that our gifts need attention. We need to use our gifts. We learned that we are gifted because of the attributes of our gift. We learned that our gift calls us into purpose. And they were saying, leave the gift at the altar. Leave your offering at the altar. Leave it all at the altar. What? That? What do you mean? This gift is special, unique, and bold. Why am I leaving it at the altar? And he says, listen, there's a reason to leave it at the altar. A good reason to leave it at the altar. Because a gift, even though it's great, it's wonderful, it's unique, it's perfect, it calls you into purpose, it has attributes, it gives you attributes, it allows you to walk and talk and live in the gift. But the gift is nothing if you have no one to give it to. Come on, your gift is nothing if you have no one to give it to. It says leave your gift at the altar and be reconciled. If you have a problem with your brother or your sister or your boss or your coworker, someone hates you, you hate somebody, go make it right. Because your gift is pointless without someone to give it to. You have a gift of healing. Who are you going to heal? It's partly as if you don't have someone to heal. You have the gift of prophecy. What are you going to prophesy to the roaches? You're going to prophesy to the, to the cup as you're making tea? Oh cup I see a, a warm future for you coming up. You're, you're, going to, you're going to be piping hot. What are you doing with your gift? If there's no one there to give the gift to. Gift of exhortation. Who are you speaking to? Gift of serving. Who who are you serving? Gift of miracles. Who's seeing the miracles and growing their faith in Jesus Christ? A Gift of interpreting tongues. Whose tongues are you interpreting if there's no one there? It's saying, listen. If there's a problem with someone, leave your gift. I know you value your gift. Your gift gives you purpose. Your gift makes you feel valuable. And it should. Your gift makes you feel important. And it should. Your gift makes you feel completed. And it does. And it should. But your gift is worthless without someone to give it to. So I want to urge you today to leave your gift. Leave your gift. Leave your gift. Leave your gift. gift. I'm even talking to me. Leave our Johnny Griffin. Leave your gift. And if there's someone that has a problem with you, you have a problem with them. Make it right. Then come back.